Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. When you think about 1-800-Flowers.com, what comes to mind? Obviously flowers, but 1-800-Flowers is so much more. They're your ultimate birthday gifting destination. From decadent fresh-baked cakes and gourmet dipped strawberries to spa gift sets, balloons, and more, 1-800-Flowers has the gift to make every birthday feel special. Find out what's new today at 1-800-Flowers.com slash ACAST. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash ACAST. Hey, book lovers. My name is Em, and I want to talk about books. And cats. Hey, book lovers, I am finally back. Three weeks off turned into almost three months in what seems like the blink of an eye. (laughs) And I had a number of reasons. First, we added both a kitten and a puppy. I'm sure you've seen pictures if you follow the Books and Cats Instagram. We are two months into having them now, and they're doing great. They've adjusted really well, and they're starting to sleep more through the night. It has been exhausting, (laughs) but I do feel like I finally adjusted my sleep schedule, and I'm starting to feel like a normal human again. (laughs) I also took on some additional voiceover work, which started out okay, and I was kind of willing to extend my break from podcasting a little bit, but then it quickly turned into a list of ridiculous demands, snide remarks, and crazy disorganization. And this time, I set some boundaries, and I didn't wait or try to do the impossible, because they were asking the impossible. And in the past, I would have tried. (laughs) I just told them I couldn't do it and moved on. I can't say that it felt great. I don't like quitting things. I don't like feeling like I'm not dependable. But I'm also done killing myself over other people's disorganized mess. So, yay for boundaries. And finally, on top of all of that, throw a dash of depression. And uh, that's what I had going on. It got on top of me a lot more than I expected, um, which I will get into in a little bit. But it took me a while to get myself back. Now that my excuses are over, I have one other thing that I want to talk about really quickly before I get into some amazing books. I need to take a moment to mention my favorite show, RuPaul's Drag Race. I am currently watching the newest UK season, season four, and this week was my favorite so far. They did an improv challenge that was set on a TV talk show, and it was also cat-themed. So see, it even ties in with the podcast. The scripts were absolutely ridiculous and just full of cat puns. I always kind of wonder about who they have for writers for those things, because I think that would be a fun job. Uh, They also had a hair-based runway, which was also super fun. And one of my favorite drag queens did a Cheshire Cat outfit that was just so cool. She had, like, 
a full-length purple and pink fur jacket that she then, like, shed. It was incredible. And you know I love the Cheshire Cat. However, there was also a look that was based on a moth, and that was just incredible. That was by far the best one. Even with my love of the Cheshire Cat, the moth was so cool. Anyway, (laughs) that's it for my Drag Race babble. So after taking this super long break, I have a bunch of books to cover. But today I want to talk about one of my most recent reads, and one that I think just about everybody has read. I want to talk about I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. This book appealed to me for a lot of reasons. One was simply that she was on iCarly, and my kids loved iCarly when they were growing up. Honestly, it was one of my favorites of the stuff they watched, too, because it had humor that was also super funny for adults. And they had a really solid core group of actors. My favorite character was Sam, who was played by Jeanette McCurdy. I was mostly interested in reading an honest portrayal of a less-than-picturesque mother, something that has slowly kind of been coming to the surface in society, though many people still subscribe to the but-it's-your-mother camp. Um, Those people have had good or at least adequate moms, and they cannot comprehend anything else. And they are very, 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 very lucky. It's not always the case. And this is a pretty intense example of that. And finally, I just find biographies interesting. I am very interested in people's lives, the dirty, the dark, the healing, all of it. So I was beyond excited to read this book anyway. I pre-ordered it and avoided all of the interviews that she was doing to promote the book. I ended up having to avoid quite a bit of her press tour because after I got the book, I wasn't able to read it immediately, partially because of my schedule with the voiceover work and partially, if I'm being honest, because I was scared of how I might feel reading it. The word triggered has been overused to the point of it being kind of a joke, but it's a real thing, and I could see how this book might not be great for me. (laughs) Of course, sometimes I just ignore my intuition when I really, really shouldn't. So this book hit me hard, like way too hard. Not everything is exactly the same, but there were way too many similarities. The parents, the dieting, the eating disorders, the sexual confusion, the abusive relationships. I kept having to put the book down and take some deep breaths or a couple times cry. And it would happen almost without warning. Like it would just, I would just suddenly start bawling um, (laughs) over this book. This is being triggered for anyone who wants to try to make it a punchline. It is involuntary, and it is rooted in tremendous pain. So, not super funny. (laughs) Now, this book was great. I'm glad I read it, um, sort of. (laughs) That being said, I don't ever want to read it again. I don't think it would be good for me. It wasn't good for me. (laughs) The worst part was definitely the eating disorder talk. My first diet was at eight years old. And an obsession with food has ruled my life for a very, very long time. About 30 years, to be more precise. And the bitch about eating disorders is that they are addictive. Hearing other people talk about it can spark that feeling of need again. I have done a ton of work to heal from my eating disorders. And there have been a few. (laughs) I'm quite well-versed in the ways of weight loss, body dysmorphia, and self-loathing. 
But I have managed to get to a place of peace with my body and with food. It has taken years. But I believed I was over it. I haven't had a binge or anything like it in a very long time. But this book just brought everything crashing back down on me. I dipped briefly back into binge eating. Luckily, I have learned how to get myself back pretty quickly. But it does take some time, and the destructiveness in between is incredibly unpleasant. (laughs) So this was a tough read for me, overall. But it was still really, really good. I'm very torn. (laughs) I don't think this book was hilarious. There was a comment on the cover that said something about it being funny, and I just don't see any humor in this story. But maybe it's because I'm too close. Maybe this one just affected me too much. I mostly just found myself feeling really, really sad for this poor, traumatized girl. It's awful. So, at its root, it is the well-known trope of the child being forced to live the parent's dream. This is another thing that I've seen firsthand in my family and also during my work in theater. And it's disturbing. And this book is that trope taken to the extreme. She was forced to constantly please her mother, and her successes were short and eclipsed by her mother's many disappointments. The girl became a famous actress, even though she did not like acting. She was taught to be an anorexic and to hate herself because she wasn't enough, or honestly, because sometimes she was too much. She paid all of her family's bills. She supported them, like, almost entirely with her work, starting so young. There was also religious confusion because they were Mormon, which has some rather intense expectations, but then they were not quite meeting those expectations, which confused and upset Jeanette even more because she was just a little girl. Um, She had no privacy, no agency over her own body and her life, and she had no guidance with how to handle some of the more complex and frightening parts of growing up, especially in Hollywood. Like, it's so predatory. (laughs) Honestly, it's no surprise that she struggled with addiction later on. Her journey to healing and recovery and just to finally knowing who she is is so inspiring. And her bravery and determination when she begins to heal is just, it's compelling. So I highly recommend that you read this book, but I would also put a bit of a warning on it. Even so, I think it is a book that is very much needed in today's culture. As much as it hurt me, (laughs) I didn't need it. I think quite a few women have grown up in this type of situation. And I think that because of that, we may feel very, very alone and like it was just us that was unlovable (laughs) or not enough. It's nice to have very public proof that this is a real thing and our suffering is valid and that we are valid. So definitely check out I'm Glad My Mom Died. It's incredible and important. Now I'm going to take a quick break, and then I have another book to discuss with you, Dopamine Nation by Dr. Anna Lemke. Be right back. Hey, book lovers. This episode discusses a lot of mental health-related content, and this is a struggle that many of us face. When the world gets too loud, I like to escape to the peace of nature. So it was kind of an obvious choice for me to join GTF Outside. You know what it means. (laughs) Honestly, some days it is a struggle to get out the door, but nature is so healing, 
And GTF Outside makes comfy, great-looking clothing that can help you get out there. They also support mental health awareness and combining it with nature. And like I said, it's a magical combination. (laughs) You can check out the link in the bio and use code M10 for 10% off your order. That's E-M-10. As the days get colder, I am eyeing some of their sweet sweatshirts and some of their new hats. I love a good beanie, and winter is all about hats for me. (laughs) Anyway, get the mm, outside for the benefit of your mental health. And check out their clothes to do it in comfort and style. Welcome back, book lovers. So I want to talk about a second book today. This one is called Dopamine Nation, Finding Balance in the Age of Indulgence by Dr. Anna Lemke. Now, I initially saw an interview with her on YouTube. She writes and discusses addiction, but more from the point of view of how the body reacts chemically. Our endocrine system has all kinds of fun things like adrenaline, cortisol, and the one that she focuses on, dopamine. Dopamine is a reward chemical. It makes you feel good and it reinforces behaviors, which can be good, but also, and probably more often, honestly, it's not so good. And it can lead to addiction. Really, all addiction is just an addiction to dopamine. It just takes different forms for different people. Drugs, alcohol, food, shopping. The list goes on and on. This book covers these topics through stories from Dr. Lemke's own patients. It gives it a really personal touch, and it makes the realities of addiction, no matter what they're addicted to, just so disturbingly clear. And you can kind of see how just at a chemical level, it's an incredible struggle to break an addiction. It's a really interesting book. It's not super long. It's not bogged down in jargon that you're not going to understand. She does a really good job of explaining everything in a way that is easy to understand. I listened to the audiobook, and Dr. Lemke narrates it, and she has a really nice, soothing voice. And overall, it was just a really, really excellent book. So I highly recommend Dopamine Nation, Finding Balance in the Age of Indulgence by Dr. Anna Lemke. And now for the quote of the week, I decided to take one from Dopamine Nation because she's got a ton of good ones in there. But I thought this one was pretty good. I urge you to find a way to immerse yourself fully in the life that you have been given. To stop running from whatever you're trying to escape and instead to stop and turn and face whatever it is. Then I dare you to walk toward it. In this way, the world may reveal itself to you as something magical and awe-inspiring that does not require escape. Instead, the world may become something worth paying attention to. I just really like that. (laughs) That book was super interesting. I even backed up a couple chapters and listened to them again just to kind of soak it all in. So that is it for this week. I am back, so plan on another episode next week. I am doing a different release day. I am now putting the episodes out on Wednesdays. Hopefully I will keep doing that. (laughs) And I will eventually be picking up my weekly writing project again, but I am working on a different writing project at the moment. That is coming soon, so stay tuned. If you are interested in purchasing either of the books that I discussed in this episode, you can find the links in the show notes on my website, booksandcatspod.com. And using those links can help support the podcast and keep it going. And I would greatly, greatly appreciate it because we are going to keep going and enjoying our books and our cats and our life. (laughs) Thanks for sticking with me, book lovers. 
And until next time, keep reading.